They quickly returned to Jerusalem. I don't know what business trip they were on. They don't care anymore. You know what? You lose track of time. You lose track of appointments. You lose track of who's sitting next to you. You lose track of the time clock. Hallelujah. When Jesus shows up, everything else is secondary. He's the focal point. Forget that business. We got a message. These are his disciples. But suddenly they've got a mission. <laughs> Hallelujah. We've seen him. There's people back there in Jerusalem that don't know he's alive. We've got to go tell them. And boom, they beat feet. I bet it didn't take them two hours to get back to Jerusalem. What do you think, huh? I think if you were in the road, you better move over because they're coming through, buddy. They're boogieing down that road. They're heading to They wore them sandals out. They needed retreads by the time they got back to Jerusalem. So they're seeking out the other disciples and they hear that Jesus has appeared to Peter that same day. They hear this from somebody. So then we want to talk about number six, the appearance of Jesus to the ten. The ten apostles, Thomas being absent. Isn't this exciting to think about that day? The very first resurrection day. The very first day of a new life. Oh, it, it, it was my new life, see? That, that resurrection day was my resurrection day. Hallelujah. The testimony of the two disciples met with some skepticism. Hmm? You saw what? He did what? You say he walked with you for two miles and you didn't know him? You say he sat down and ate with you? And then he vanished? Would you guys be willing to take a breathalyzer test? What was that you were drinking at that dinner? What did you have that early morning before you left for the road? And then it says that, well, these two disciples are telling the other ten, we've seen Jesus. The Bible says, or telling the other eight, rather. The Bible says that Jesus appears. Hallelujah to God. Some of them disciples better brought an extra robe. Because Jesus is there. He's there in their midst. I don't know who those two disciples on the road to Emmaus was, but I would love to have been one of them. You know what I would have done? I'd have looked at them other eight and said, See, told you so. There he is. Argue with that. Tell them, Jesus. Tell them. Get them. Scared them spitless. You know what scared spitless is, don't you? You ever been scared spitless? Anybody in here ever been really scared? Let me see your hands. You've been really, really scared to the point almost of being paralyzed. Two things that'll get you up. Something really joyful or something really scary. And the movie makers in Hollywood know this. These disciples weren't just a little bit scared. They were scared. They thought they were seeing an apparition, a ghost. Now, these are the ones that he told he was going to raise from the dead. These are the ones that he had promised he would raise from the dead. Here he is, and they're scared. People say to me sometimes, Jim, aren't you concerned that when you allow the Holy Spirit to move in your services and, and the Holy Spirit have free reign and, and sometimes there's some strange things going on with people when the Holy Spirit is coming upon them, like maybe they're shaking or falling or quaking or, or crying or, or, or laughing or shouting or whatever. Aren't, aren't you concerned that some folks might get scared? Well, why should it be any different in this church than it was in that room that day? Huh? If you're not walking with Him intimately enough to know that it's Him, why shouldn't you be scared? You should be scared. You have a right to be scared. So I'm going to frighten the devil out of you. <laughs> kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Some people's idea of Jesus is not authentic and it's not real. Over the years, they have watered Him down to where He's nothing more than a good teacher, maybe even a prophet. But the things that Jesus says that gets in your face, we don't want that. We want a feel-good Jesus. We want a Jesus that never says anything that causes us to think. We want a Jesus that never, ever disciplines or corrects us. 
We want a Jesus who will let us go on in our sin and not interrupt our lives. We want a Jesus that stays at church. We want a Jesus that stays on the cross. We want a Jesus that stays in the tomb. But don't come into my life and start trying to order me around. And I got news for you. He's either Lord of all or he's not Lord at all. He's not Lord on your terms. He's Lord on his terms. And you'll either serve him as Lord and Master on his terms, or you'll be religious and never know him in his fullness, power, in his glory. These disciples, after they got up off the floor, you know why people fall down, don't you? There you go, because they can't stand anymore. Simple. When Jesus shows up, people get weak. Now you guys know what I'm talking about. You girls know what I'm talking about. That handsome beau, that, that good-looking woman, the first time you laid eyes on each other, you got weak in the knees. Remember? How many remember that? Boy, the rest of you guys and girls, you got some things to talk about after church today. If you didn't get weak in the knees, if you didn't have goosebumps, what are you doing married? You just entered into a contract? Let's be partners. <laughs> Honesty. That's what I like about this church. And so Thomas was absent. He calmed them down because they were, they were pretty well shook up. He showed them his hands. Why did he show them his hands? Now this is the risen Lord. He's got nail scars in his hands. Can I tell you he still does? A noted preacher one time said, if somebody claims to you to be Jesus, tell them to show you their hands. He's got a wound in his side, in his feet. And may I suggest to you that it's just very possible that all of the pictures we have of Jesus are inaccurate. Because when you get beat the way he was beaten, every inch of your body is ripped open. I suggest to you that there are scars on his head and his face. His appearance, I suggest to you that he will keep those scars as a reminder to all men what it cost to purchase our salvation. 